With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome to Pieces of Alice. This is Alice. This is your girl, Alice. And welcome to the show. It's 10 o'clock and it is time for the show. We have tonight um, a guest and we're going to be talking about it's just music, right? We're going to see if it's just music. However, my guest tonight will be Bernard Creamer, Jr. Um, He's a representative of the National Black Leadership Alliance and the Clear the Airways Project. And he's also the owner of Status Know, educator, activist, and a columnist of Just Me magazine. So, well, first let me let's get to a couple of things. Make sure you head on over to Just Me magazine. So that's www.justmemagazine. Follow us on Instagram. You also follow me too as well, Pieces of Alice, on Instagram, Facebook, um, and Twitter. Um, don't forget about the contest, all right? If you go to the second show, um, the seventh thing that I listed on there that I talked about, if you could tell me the seventh item, you will win a gift card, $25 gift card. All you have to do is just send me an email to piecesofalicelive at gmail.com. Okay? Piecesofalicelive at gmail.com. Okay, so we're going to go right into our show because it is just really 30 minutes. It's not really long, so we're going to go really fast. And I really like the gentleman that's coming up right now. Um, he's been an activist for this for quite a long time, as long as I've known him. Um, so let's get him on the line so we can start our conversation. Hi, this is Alice. Hey, how you doing? Hello. Hey, how are you? A little bit tired. Uh, you're going to have to bear with me. It's 11 o'clock out here, so it's usually the time that I'm laying it down, but I'm up. Okay. Well, I appreciate <laughs> it very, very much. So I'm not going to try to hold you too long, but I just wanted to get in this conversation. And I not knew that you're like one of the ones that's in there that's really an advocate for this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, once again, if you missed it earlier, this is Bernard Kramer Jr. He's a representative of the National Black Leadership Alliance and Clear the Airways Project, owner of Status No. And if you haven't got his gear, you need to go check it out. Just go to www.statusno.com. He's an educator and an activist, and he's also a columnist for the Just Me magazine. So once again, we're going to hurry up and get him on out of here. 
the topic that we're all having tonight is just music, right? All right. As far as I know, music has changed from generation to generation. We talk about from the time where it was really they tried to ban Elvis Presley, I believe, from wiggling his hips and all the way up into the time now, which I just think right now, music in this generation has taken a turn where the lyrics are downright, in, in my opinion, deplorable. Music has, um, also has to have a long-held power to outrage, frighten, and offend people at risk of presenting an oversimplified chronology and the phenomenon can be like perceived in generational cycles. So each generation we always have something that's going to offend somebody. But the music now, especially with the rap, I don't listen to it too much, is actually downright crazy. And I don't know if you feel the same way, Bernard, but it's just downright crazy. Right quick before we get started, I looked up a a, 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 a test that they were doing, right? And they said, should music be banned um, for bad language? They had 43% of the people say yes, and 57% says no. The 50% that says no, 57% that says no, excuse me, says um, it's freedom of speech, it's just music, and that's where I got the title from, and if you don't like it, don't listen to it. 43% says the music makes me feel bad when they hear bad language. Um, people are helpless, and it affects our children. So my question is, how do you feel about the music that's being played played today, Bernard? Um, well, that's a pretty general question, but um, overall, and, you know, we can focus on the negative aspects of hip-hop, but, you know, us, we've been in the generation that grew up with all hip-hop, you know, and even at hip-hop's inception. You had uh, gangster rap. Um, you had the Schooly D's. You had uh, Karis One doing Criminal Minded. Um, you had several artists. Uh, Ice T back in the day. You know he was talking about pimps and all of that business and the hustle. Um, so it's always been there. You know we had Richard Pryor back in the day. Our parents had his records. You know with all the cuss words, whatever that we couldn't listen to. Um, but the main issue right now today is a lack of balance um, in the music. And all basically 99%, 99.5% of what they play on the radio today that they're targeting our children with is negativity. Um, and that wasn't always the case. Um, you know, as a as a youth, I grew up, I loved my beat as a, growing up. You know, as an older cat, of course, um, I don't listen to that stuff as much, hardly ever, because, I mean, I don't really like, like somebody just mentioned, um, it doesn't it doesn't appeal to my spirit. Um, it doesn't appeal to where I am right now. You know, somebody basically on wax talking about, uh, black kids talking about killing black kids. But um, I think the difference today, uh, the major difference today is that um, in terms of, if I can put it, I guess, uh, as far as they uh, paint a picture for you, um, the main dish is chitlins today. You know, whereas uh, I mean, that's all that's being served. That's all that's on the buffet table is chitlins. Whereas back in the day, you know, the main dish was pretty much something healthy. It inspired you, it uplifted you, um, or it taught you something. But if you want it, the NWAs, if you wanted the uh, UGKs, if you wanted the CMWs, if you wanted Scarface, if you wanted the Ghetto Boys, you can go get it. But it wasn't hitting our kids in the head 24 hours, uh, seven days a week. And now it's to the point where lyrics don't even matter. You can pretty much get on some recycled beat and just say whatever. And these record heads who don't look like us, uh, these Europeans and these Jews, uh, will pay these disconnected, uh, disenchanted kids uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars to basically get on the record and just say whatever ignorance they can spew. 
um, to disrespect our women, uh, to disrespect our children, to disrespect our, our fathers, our ancestors, uh, disrespect our communities in general. Um, and it's pretty much, I mean, if you want to sum it up, we're talking about a Me Too movement that's supposed to be focused. It started off by a sister, uh, was basically co-opted by white women, but the Me Too movement started basically dealing with the disrespect of women, the misogyny, um, especially in Hollywood. But if you turn on the radio today, I mean, nine out of ten songs is pretty much misogyny. It's disrespecting uh, black women. They're not talking about white women. They're not talking about Indian women. They're not talking about Mexican women. Uh, these, these kids are talking about black women, um, and they're basically being painted as whores, uh, thoughts, uh, moronic uh, consumers, whatever you want to paint them as in whatever negative light um, is taking place on the radio today. Um, and we want to, some of us want to act like it's just entertainment. Um, and we want to talk about freedom of speech and that sort of thing. But in reality, uh, I want to say 2005, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the show Sorority Sisters. Uh, they came yes. on VH1 back in the day. And that show pretty yeah. much depicted uh, sorority girls, Deltas, you know, all the sorority, black sororities. Is everything that they talk about our women on TV being violent, aggressive, ignorant, uh, sexually charged, overly sexualized, uh, but basically confrontational, loud. Every ignorant stereotype that you could attribute to women was being done on that show. And so those sisters, sorority sisters, stood up. They protested. They boycotted. They made phone calls. They wrote letters. And they got the show taken off the air. So all we've been asking as organizations, as activists, is for them to expand that lens and basically Let's let's do this for all of our children, not just for the sorority girls whose basically image is basically being uh, debased and disrespected. Let's do it for all black people. Let's do it for these children. Um, it's taking place now. It's going on every single day, but we're ignoring it though, and we're seeing the effects. We're living the effects in the streets every day. I'm a teacher. Uh, well, not a teacher anymore, but you know, even as an assist- assistant principal, I'm seeing it every day. Um, our girls in the schools every single day, we're mediating fights between girls. Girls fighting every single day. They want to fight over the littlest stuff. And then you turn on the radio, uh, you got these girls, you know, talking about beating each other. Uh, you got the women on the radio, Cardi B's and the Mickey Minaj talking about beating somebody or shooting somebody, having somebody shot. So, I mean, our girls are now acting out this behavior. Uh, they want to beat the hell out of each other. I mean, we got girls that want to literally rip the hair out of each other's scalps every single day. Then you got these two grown women, Cardi B and uh, Nicki Minaj, actually fighting at an award show, at a classy event, two grown women. And so the stage is being set for our people to eliminate each other, and we're just basically watching, we're spectating it. So, I'm sorry, what were you saying? No, I was just saying I totally agree with you because our children are mimicking what they see these celebrities do. And, they, and people want to say that the music don't affect our children, but I feel it do, and it does, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a feeling. It's the truth. I mean, we every, every it's the truth. Um, you can, <laughs> I'm seeing it. I'm living it. You know, we can look at the jails as our people are being uh, railroaded in the jail. These people that own these uh, radio stations, uh, that own these distribution centers for music, they own private prisons too. I mean, there's a definite connection. You got all these kids going to jail. You got all these kids killing each other. Uh, you got all these girls exhibiting exhibiting negative behavior. You got these young men. Um, not too long ago in Chicago, uh, on Facebook, you had young men that thought it was cool to run a train on a young girl and post it on Facebook, a live video. I remember um, that. And that was okay. Yeah, that was okay. I you know, because I mean, that. it's like they've devalued themselves, the girls have devalued themselves. And so 
we're sitting here watching it. We have to understand that what our kids are consuming musically or from any forms of media, it's not just the music, the video games too, or the movies too. All of the stuff that we're consuming, that stuff is being manifested. Um, there's no, there, there's a definite connection. And historically, you know, if you want to take it all the way back to Birth of the Nation, that first uh, movie where on a mass media scale, uh, blacks are being depicted as less than. Um, W.D. Griffin, I think was his name, but he made that movie that basically depicted black people as pretty much apes and monkeys. Um, if you want to fast forward right. from that uh, to the black exploitation era, the 1970s, well, you pretty much pretty much had 10 years where black people were being cast in movies called Nigger Charlie and Boss Charlie. Um, and you had small groups of people that finally fought after 10 years to get that stuff off the movie theaters, out of the movie theaters, but the end result of that 10 years of black exploitation movies is that even today, what is it, 30, uh, 50 years later, we're still calling each other yeah. niggas and bitches. And we yeah. have every justification and reason in the world for calling each other N-words and B-words. Sorry, I didn't mean to cuss. But calling each other N-words and B-words, we were justified and we would call them terms of endearment. So I don't know how we, yeah. well, I do know, but we went from being Africans and being proud black people, being brothers and sisters to each other, to being N-words and B-words and being proud of it. I, I, I totally agree. I never understood, I never will understand how a term or, or, or something, a word like nigger and bitch, will ever become a term of endearment where it came from pain. Never, I, I, I never will understand that. But uh, what are some of the steps that we need to take to try to get some of this music off the radio? Because I was very shocked. I don't listen to WGCI, and that's what's here in Chicago. And mm-hmm. I heard some of the lyrics of it, and I'm like, is this the radio I'm listening to, or is this paid radio? Because I also have a satellite <laughs> radio, so I'm thinking it's paid radio. But it's not. It's mm-hmm. free radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, right now, major word is divest, and that basically means removing our money and our support from uh, these radio stations and also the sponsors of these radio stations. Um, right now, um, as part of the uh, National Black Leadership Alliance, uh, we're mounting a boycott and also in conjunction with uh, the National Black uh, Women's Caucus, um, whose president is Ife Williams, uh, that's actually here in D.C., but we're actually looking mm-hmm. to, to boycott. We're actually looking to bring these people to the table on the McDonald's, uh, Kohl's, JCPenney, Adidas, and also Subway restaurants. We're just, they're not the only ones. Um, there's plenty more, but we're focusing on these five because these are the main ones who are basically putting sponsoring uh, commercials ads uh, during these uh, radio stations' uh, promotion of this music. And so at the end of the day, radio stations, TV stations, all of these, these, these venues or these mediums, uh, they make money from commercials, you know, basically from sponsors. And so if we go out there and we put pressure on them, uh, they put pressure on the radio station. So that's one way we're doing it. Um, the other way, of course, is education. Um, myself, uh, my comrade, Kwabana, and a few of us, uh, also uh, Bob Law, our fearless leader, uh, we go around and we actually talk about this stuff. You know, I talk about, I'm a historian. I taught history for 20 years. And so uh, I speak to kids about the history of the music, how it ties into, you know, how propaganda was used in World War II and how it basically justified killing 6 million Jews. And so if you're basically paying a picture, you're dehumanizing people and you're criminalizing them and making them look like less than, um, and people start to see them as having no value, uh, well, black lives do not matter, it makes it a lot easier to exterminate them or simply lock them away uh, to make them disappear. Mm-hmm. If people see no value in them anyway, 
So that's the purpose of this music is functional. Well, we do not own it. Uh, when we owned hip hop, we had a lot more than balance. Most of the music was actually conscious. It was actually inspirational. It was party music. But most of the music today is debasing. And we look at it as party music because they put a catchy beat behind it. But if you look beyond that catchy beat, what are the lyrics? And what are the lyrics inspiring our kids to do? Right. That, that is true. I have a question in the chat room that we have. And they said, why not go straight to the radio stations? And they understand going to the advertiser, but why not go straight to the um, radio stations and we've talk to that. them first? Uh, yeah, we've we've done that. That was our first, uh, actually, one of our first tactics. Uh, we actually sat down. This is when Clear, uh, when Clear Channel actually owned uh, WGCI. Now it's uh, iHeartRadio. But uh, we had a meeting. Uh, I think his name was Russell Jones. Uh, he was the program mm-hmm. director at the time. But uh, basically, he tried to, the soft shoe approach. He basically tried to offer us some weak concessions to try to get us to stop what we were trying to do. Uh, basically, tried to get us to offer us some. Uh, some little roles or whatever, I guess, to get some type of prestige um, in exchange for what we were trying to do, which is basically get this garbage off the radio. And so at the end of the uh, meeting, we wound up getting kicked out the radio station because we caught them on it. But um, beyond that meeting, uh, we've, we've tried to sit down with these uh, radio programmers and, we under, and understanding the nature of the game. Um, it's all about money. And so these people are not interested in acknowledging the death in our, death in our neighborhoods, the effect on our children. Um they don't care. It's all about money. God, so totally we've done agree. that. Totally agree. I totally agree. So with the advertisers, if you're going after the advertisers, have you able to sit down and talk to any of them yet, any of the companies? Uh, the first one that we had actually targeted, and that was uh, Quabana pretty well. That was about the time when Quabana brought me on or brought me into the into the fold. Uh we were dealing with McDonald's and specifically the black owners and uh, black McDonald's owners association in Chicago. And, uh, you know, and we I had know some contact. No, they didn't. Uh, mm. at the end of the day, you have in a capitalist system, um, profit is the motive. That's it. It's not about people. It's not about, uh, bettering people. It's not about saving people. It's not about saving children. It's about making money. And so when you have, you know, black McDonald's owners uh, who are pretty much those that have ascended that capitalist scale become basically entrenched in being black capitalists. Um, it's profits over people for them too. Um, the more capitalist a black person becomes, the more he becomes more disconnected from the people being exploited, which is generally us. Um, they don't care. And so in our communications with them uh, was pretty much, a, you know, we could care less what y'all are talking about. And so we're, you know, we're continuing to try to correspond with them, but in the meantime, we're expanding that communication to deal with the sponsors too. And how can we follow you? Is there a petition going around that we can sign? Because I'm the first one that would be that would sign one. Well, I would definitely tell people, uh, you know, to start off, go to the, uh, you know, we're all over Facebook. Uh, go to the Clear the Airwaves, go to the uh, National Black Leadership Alliance page, and we also have, beyond the Facebook page, uh, the National Black Leadership Alliance, uh, we have our own website. So I would ask them to go to that site uh, and Google it. Uh, I'm not sure if it's nationalblackleadershipalliance.com, but just tell them to Google it. Um, but those two organizations and every single, uh, you know, whatever we're doing, whatever movement we're doing, whatever uh, we're dealing with the time is generally posted on those pages. 
so they can hashtag them or whatever they need to do. But both of those organizations and also uh, the National Black uh, Women's Caucus uh, follow their hashtags as well. And for those that's asking, I would definitely make sure I put that on my page so you can follow it and and, and see what they're doing because we all need to get together because I don't think it's just one person. You know, they said one person do the work and everybody sit back. Have you found that mm-hmm. out to be true? Yeah. Yeah, so um, let's all put the work together. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Uh, it's an uphill battle, but it's not unlike, um, you know, what Martin Luther King dealt with. Uh, people don't know that. Most of the churches um, in Alabama and most of the, uh, the pastors, most of the black people in Alabama didn't mess with the civil rights movement. They didn't mess with Martin Luther King or the SCLC or the NAACP. That was the majority. It was very few. It was relatively few. It looked like a lot on TV that were being holes down, but most don't be bothered with it. You know, it's either fear or uh, they don't want to lose their jobs. You know, they're afraid of losing something. Um, so it's always an uphill battle and it's a lot of sacrifice. So, um I've come to expect, you know, me and Quabbin to have these conversations. I don't expect um, full participation, but it doesn't take full participation for us to actually make some noise. It just takes a few, a handful of conscientious, conscious people, you know, people that actually care uh, to make some noise. Yes, we do definitely need more than what exists right now, and we're working on that, but um, at the end of the day, I don't expect everybody to basically just fall in and take part in it. People have, you know, um, I don't want to get into lecture about capitalism, but it's, we live in a very individualistic society. Uh, we, we don't think of a collective as much as we should. Um, and that's the nature of capitalism, you know, having people compete against one another versus, you know, cooperating with each other and collaborating. Uh, we're going to get there. Uh, you know, as we keep on building, as we keep on messaging, um, you know, I'm, I try to stay consistent with my messaging, even though I'm all over the place at times talking about other stuff, but, uh, more people are joining in. Uh, more people are coming to understand what's it, what's it, what's it play and what's at stake, and so they're lending their efforts as well. Uh, we are finding that there are numerous organizations around the United States that are also doing the exact same thing we're doing. So, uh, people out there doing it, you know, us joining with the the National Black um, Black Women's Caucus uh, that just happened over the last month or so, um, and that was a major a major plus for us. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, that's a good collaboration. Um, that, that is really good. So being an yes, activist, indeed. what else are you doing in the black community? Whew, well, part of it for me, um, my major thing is, is, of course, media. Um, I go around. I like to teach. Uh, on the west side, before I moved to Dallas, I was teaching about health and wellness. You know, I talk about refined salts and sugars. Uh, I talk about the history of tobacco. Um, I forgot the name of the place I was at on the west side, but I was only there for a few months. Um, I do it in my classrooms. Um, whenever somebody wants to have me out to talk to their kids, I uh, talk about one of those subjects or a mix of those subjects. Um, in addition, through National Black Leadership Alliance, we're also trying to fund um, independent um, Afro-centered schools. Um, that's going to be up on the web page to the National Black Leadership Alliance, and people can actually Google uh, Grace Fund, that's G-R-A-C-E, uh, Fund, F-U-N-D, and then Bob Law after that, Bob Law, B-O-B, uh, L-A-W, uh, and then a grace fund to come up. People can make a contribution of five, ten, whatever money uh, to try to help out some of these independent Afro-centered schools that we're trying to help cultivate. And eventually we want to start opening up our own schools, but we want to actually try to nurture the ones that exist to actually try to help them grow first, um, let them be successful. Um, eventually we're going to expand to deal with, you know, politics and voting. Um, and we are, well, we're dealing with culture right now. So that's our main focus right now. 
So, of course, we want to deal with uh-huh. economics, too, but that's all part of it. Well, it takes and, of course, time, you know, I do the yeah, I do writing too on the side too. So I'm looking to have I was looking to have three books out by the end of the year, but uh, the books probably will not be released till the spring. So I'm trying to you know trying to do my part. Yeah, oh, I can't wait to see. Oh, I cannot wait to read the book. So just let me know, please. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Be I two am children's definitely books. following a big fan. So yeah, so please let me know. Definitely, I and not only that, that so you. you do activist? You you still teaching? You say you're your vice principal, but still teaching. Um, and and then doing the other thing. You also run a business. And how do you find time to do that? You have just status no, which I'm a, a a big customer of that brand as well. So if you haven't got yours, make sure you head on over to statusno.com. You're gonna love it. So let's tell us a little bit about status no. Um, it's still going. I'm still looking to take it to another level. Um, most of my, I'd say probably about 95% of my sales have been off of Facebook. So it's time for me to expand beyond Facebook in terms of promotion. I want to start putting uh, some of my gear on some kids and colleges, um, you know, and just trying to make some noise in some of these schools, uh, helping it expand that way. And also uh, I want to make my site a little bit more interactive too and tie the books into the website and just make, you know, just expand on my brand a little bit more. Uh, but that stuff takes I love money. The title. So I'm to put myself in them. Huh? No, I was saying I love the title. So tell us how you came up with the status no. Uh, well, status no is just basically a play on the term status quo, uh, which is basically the way things are, or the way yeah, the way things are. Um, and as a revolutionary, as an activist, uh, the goal is to change things. Uh, from the way they are. Status no basically is stressing the fact that we need to know these things. We need to understand. Um, what's at stake, and so a lot of the, a lot of the messages on my shirts, a lot of the images, um, are basically to teach us about our ancestors and what our ancestors were trying to teach to us, um, especially those potent ancestry that were deemed a threat uh, by the system. Um, a lot of inspirational messages because uh, we do, you know, at the end of the day, we do have to love ourselves and love each other. Um, so it's about love and consciousness, uh, basically just building. All right. Well, once again, what where, where can they find you at? What's status no? Uh, uh, status no dot com s t a t u s k n o uh, dot com or hashtag status no or on Facebook I got a business page too uh, status no and it's k n o without the w. Um, yeah, that's probably the best pay, the best way to uh, get in contact with me. They can just leave me an inbox if they have any questions. All right. Uh, Bernard, I want to thank you very much for joining me tonight. I know it's your bedtime, so I'm going to let you go. (laughs) But I enjoyed the conversation. You have enlightened me a whole lot, especially on what you're doing, and I definitely want to be a part of it, and I want to definitely put it up on social media and everywhere on the website and let people know how they can join us. You all can look for that information. Uh, We're going to about to get out of here. Did you want to give any last words, Bernard? Uh, I appreciate you having me and definitely providing this platform for us to get this word out. Um, and I wish you all, the, I wish you the best of luck on uh, expanding your platform as well. Oh, thank you very much. And anytime you want to come back, just let me know. Next week, we're going to be discussing um, supporting black businesses. I actually had a conversation with a very good friend that really upset me, and I, was, I wasn't going to talk about it, but I think next week I am going to go ahead and talk about it. The conversation was 
I would rather have a white person do something for me, which it was a conversation me and this person was having, than a black person. And I'm like, and it, it, it totally threw me off. It totally hurt my feelings. I wanted to cry. And it, and I know I shouldn't be shocking these days, but I'm like, what did you just say? So we're going to talk about mm-hmm. that next week. White ice colder. You have no idea, Bernard, how it threw me to hear somebody that's close to me say this to me. I'm like, what? And I said, I said, you know what, I'm just going to let it go. But I can't let it go, so I need to talk about it. So I'm going to talk about it next week, and we all going to talk about it. So I want you to join in the chat room, Facebook, or whatever you got to go, wherever your platform, join me so we can just talk about how we need to support our black people, especially their businesses, and not throw them under the bus. Because I think she completely threw a person, you know, because she basically said, I want a black person, a white person to cut my hair. Hmm. But you black. Why would you get a white person to cut your black hair, dumbass? Mm-hmm. But <laughs> that sounds like I, a worthy that's topic. Me. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> next week, thank you, Bernard, for joining me. I love you to pieces. Um, I'm back here next week at 10 o'clock p.m. I'm getting better Not at this, problem. y'all. I didn't drink any wine tonight, so I didn't stutter. So. <laughs> Good job. Next Good week, job. Thank you. See you next week. And we're okay. out. Take care. Bye. 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 Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.